Here he is. Hello, mate. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Hello, and welcome to the second part of the Stephen Gregory episode. In this episode, we talked to Steve about his career after football, which is um, his successful business, which is Fit Life the Gym. We also talked to Steve about healthy living and motivation around that. And we carry on the conversation where it was Steve's second meeting with Michael Apperton, but outside of football. So we'll get into it. Thankfully, you know, it's been a it's been a success what I've moved on to, which is now owning a gym. And Michael What are they called, Steve? Sorry, what are they called? Fit Life. Yeah, plug, we'll plug it in a minute. Fit Life and had them. So Michael Apperton was living in Tame. That's it. Um, and his wife was a member, lovely lady. And uh, you know, she was really into it. She was coming to like a class every day, I think she worked. And then so on his day off on a Wednesday, Michael Apperton would come in. And big I'd guy. Say, Sorry? Big guy. Yeah, He's quite big, big, isn't he? Serious weights, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he obviously didn't know who I was, right? So I'd be in there, I'd say hello like I do to everyone. And he was just thinking, oh, yeah, busy gym owner, whatever. And then he bought a protein shake. So I'm making this protein shake for him. I was like, I've got to say something. I've got to. <laughs> And I gave it to him and I said, oh, what do you think of the gym? And he was like, oh, it's lovely. Yeah, he's done a great job. It's lovely. My wife loves, just loves it. And I was like, well, funny enough, it's all down to you that this place even exists. And he went, you what? I was like, you, I was meant to sign for Oxford under Gary Weddock. And it fell through because you didn't know who I was. And you were <laughs> And his face, mate, was a picture. He he literally dropped, like, almost dropped his shake. Like, he thought I was almost confrontational. Mm. But I was, like, thanking him, mate. I was, like, yeah, I've ever done in my life. I'm so happy now. I, did, I hated playing football, but I was doing it because it was for a job. And he was, like, oh, okay. And then he was, like, no, nah, no, nah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was the owners. They 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 decided it. it wasn't me. Like he was trying to backtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so funny because he just didn't <laughs> expect that at all. <laughs> I tell you what, you probably wouldn't want to get in a confrontation with him. Steve. <laughs> I think away from football, he's a nice guy. But uh, yeah, no. I, I saying back where he, you know, like you said, he lives local by. I'd had seen him a couple of times in Tame, yeah. just walking up and down the high streets. So I knew he lived near nearby. Yeah. I assume he's moved away now, has he? With Lincoln? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He knew his wife quite well. She was coming here every day. And, um, and uh, yeah, obviously when he left Oxford. I think they, they carried on living in Tame. He went to Leicester, didn't he? He got a good That's it. Of course he did. Yeah, assistant. Yeah. Yeah, and he, they stayed in Tame for maybe three months whilst he was there. Uh, but I, I never saw him. When he was in Leicester, I never saw him. He must have been oh, there right. every day. But yeah, yeah. Saying, oh, I think we're moving away, and then they did. So I don't know where he is now. Um, okay, so yeah, so the gym came about. I've been to your gym, um, and I'm not just saying this because you're on here. It is the best gym that I've ever walked into. Not saying I look like a massive gym goer, um, but it, it is. It's great. <laughs> Going on to the plug now, Steve. <laughs> um, and you know, obviously, we have a mutual friend. My best mate works there with you, uh, Lawrence. Um, and you know, I, th- I also want to go on about so- a little about your social media 
because yeah. I don't know if it's, this is going to sound a little bit weird because obviously it's going through your football period. Yeah. You the way you've spoken and sort of come across like you had your ups and downs and it it kind of affected your confidence potentially playing football. Yeah. But ne- but now when I see you and you're doing something you absolutely love and you can see it, you can 100% see it. If you're <laughs> if you're going rowing down the Thames like you did the other day, <laughs> like <laughs> um, you absolutely love it, and I can see you, you come across to me like one of the most confident people I've ever met, yeah, yeah or yeah. listened to. So when I was playing, like you, you, to me, you come across as the most like I think you're one of the most motivational people actually that I listen to in online and stuff like that um and a lot of stuff that you say i i absolutely love because I, I quite like people that give out motivational stuff i struggle with my motivation um it, with anything really <laughs> i've also tell you that um but yeah so i yeah some of the stuff i think the people listening if you can go and follow you on twitter or uh, not twitter uh, instagram and just look at some of your videos i think they're absolutely brilliant Thanks, um i know you're big into your zwift at the moment uh <laughs> <laughs> oh mate yeah no and obviously yeah and you, you you're completely passionate about about fitness healthy living um and stuff like that what what did you have you always been like that or was it potentially Jess that got um, you onto Jess was a bit of a factor yeah but I it was it was living in London mate to be honest with me you that changed that um and being exposed um, fit life isn't like One Rebel or Barry's Bootcamp or these places that I went to that made me think about what, what to do. But it was just, um, it, was, it was a passion for making people enthusiastic about exercise, right? That started when I was in London. Um, and I would like take my suspension trainer i had a trx down to richmond park and like train there and i started to like learn about like my own like strength and condition coaches are great but there's also some really bad ones so like i'd end up doing my own stuff a lot of the time in the gym and i was really enjoying that i'd really enjoy like the way my body felt by by moving and then i'd start to help you know friends and family and my sister and stuff and and, and it just escalated mate is all i can say so when I was playing football, I was not that confident. I was not like I am now. I wasn't, um, I wouldn't walk into a dressing room and say anything. Like I was quite a shy person around dressing rooms. Um, but I, the very first session that I did in my mum's garden, so when I started a boot camp in my mum's garden with my sister and her two friends, and something happened to me in that session where I was like, this is what I meant to be doing in my life. It was so weird. It was like being a kid again, playing football. It was like, I can't really explain what happened, but I basically just found my calling. You know what I mean? I was seeing these people that hate exercise. Something happened in that one session, Like they all still come to my gym now where they kind of got it. You know, exercise went from being a chore and something they dreaded to do to something they really looked forward to and enjoyed. And it's that connection that drives me every day. And that's my message every time on Facebook is like, exercise is not a chore. Like it shouldn't be treated like a chore and it shouldn't be treated like punishment. It should be treated like a privilege and something that you enjoy doing. 
And that is what our brand is all about, Fit Life. Yeah. It's, it's finding that connection. And that, that just from that one session, which was like three or four weeks after being shunted by uh, Oxford United, like really soon after, I never looked back from that moment. I went, I went and I signed for Dunstable because they were paying stupid money to, yeah. to play literally like dog and duck football. Um, so I went into that because I wasn't earning any money, right? So, um, yeah. so I went and played there for a year. And, uh, but other than that, mate, I was literally like, this is what yeah. I'm going to do. I had this like sole focus and I didn't intend to have a gym like I do. Like these things just escalate, right? All I, all I wanted to do was just share some sort of message of, of what I've just said, right? Like everyone, sh everyone should be exercising because they want to, not because we're telling them to. And it just so happened that I found the space that I'm in, which was an old doctor's surgery. Um, that was completely derelict, completely like holes in the roof, everything managed to get an unbelievable deal from the NHS to take it off. They just wanted rid of it. They paid me to take it off their hands. And it just, that, that gave me the money then to like be able to create like what you said, Jam, like the gym that we have now, which oh, it's, is different to anything else around, around the area. Yeah, it's spectacular looking. Um, and, and I suppose it does have that boutique feel to it. Like, obviously, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I love the colours in there and stuff like that. And it, it, the one thing I will say about it, it's not like your, obviously not like your big commercial gyms. Yeah. And, and it's going to sound really harsh to people, but it hasn't got those kind of people in there because it, no. it literally has people that love fitness and, and want to improve themselves and be healthy and stuff like that. And every time you went in there, people were there to help you or people were there to give you some advice and stuff like that. Mm. There was no uh egos i yeah. suppose is probably the word word i'd use um well, and that's why that is exactly how we try to run the place you know i think that's the worst like, thing about that's the worst thing about gyms isn't it Steve? Yeah. like if you're yeah, new to a that, gym that to me that to me is criminal like i i hate i love and i hate the fitness industry like i, I love it obviously because i'm in it but people feeling intimidated in a gym is a crime for me and it happens to 99% of the population. Yeah, 99% of the population feel intimidated when they walk into a gym. And it's like, you know, this place is somewhere you should go to work on your own self-development. Why are there people in there intimidating other people? Or, you know, it's just for so, so we have like a zero tolerance on intimidation mm -hmm. and we will stamp on anything, you know, obviously not like, aggressively but if we <laughs> if someone joins our gym and we had this in the early days jam when we first opened where you get young groups of lads oh there's a new gym in town let's go in like yeah. stack up the bench press and they soon realize mate if you're leading by example and you're setting out these like values they soon realize this isn't the place for them they're the ones that feel like the dickheads because you've got next to him, you've got, you know, like an, a seven year old woman doing step ups, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not that place. It's um, yeah. So, so that's, no, I'm really proud that you said that. No, mate, I, I, I never felt uncomfortable in there or anything like that. I mean, the only reason I changed <laughs> is because of my work and it went elsewhere and it was just difficult. And obviously I've got a young family now and stuff like that. Yeah. I know you 
probably going excuses excuses but uh but i do have a gym closer to me now that i go hey, to this is the thing right so this this is this is another thing that i really hate about the fitness industry is that gyms seem to think that they're all in competition with each other okay and this is where this is where we get it wrong if if every gym's goal and purpose is to make people healthy and active then you jam leave in fit life to join somewhere that's more convenient for you yeah. and that you've got a better chance of going there more often is a good thing, right? Yeah. And yes, okay, I'm the one that misses out on your business, but I would rather you go to another gym and train three times a week consistently than come into mine once a week. Because, and that's, I hate, I hate that like competition element of it. Yeah. Even though I'm a competitive person, competing for clients is not what we do. You either train with us or you train somewhere else. The worst, the, the, the only thing I have against people that leave our gym if it, is if they leave and because they don't want to exercise anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's when I take offense to it because we obviously haven't done our job. If they leave to go to another gym, I generally don't have, and people might think I'm bullshitting it, but I generally don't have a thing that goes to me, oh, like how dare they do that or... Yeah, They're leaving my business for another. It's just like cool. Like if that's more convenient for you, that's that's good. Yeah, I'm happy for you. So Steve, you've got a you've got a podcast as well um, that's to do with fit life, and you you interview yeah. different people, different yeah uh, every episode every episode. Yeah. You've had professional guys on. Obviously, you've had the likes of Russell Martin on um, and stuff like that. What what gave you the idea to do was do a podcast? Is it similar to us that we're in lockdown? We're missing what we love doing. Yeah. And we just want to talk I, about it. I started it before lockdown. Started it in 2019. But um, it was really, mate, to, well, to strengthen what I just said about, um, you know, not being intimidated. And, and honestly, just share the stories that I was hearing from people that were coming to my gym. So there's obviously a, per a perception of why people go to a gym or, what someone should go to a gym for, which is like lose weight, get really toned, get really ripped, blah, blah, blah. But 95% of the reasons that I'm hearing people come to the gym is for their mental state, right? It's for, they're dealing with some horrible shit in their life and exercise is giving them that escape or the strength to get through day to day, right? And I'm hearing this all the time from people that come to my gym. And I was just thinking, how can I share this? This is incredible. Like people need to hear some of these stories, you know, people that have got through breast cancer like three times and exercise was that thing that was a constant in their life or people that have got through anorexia or depression or alcoholism, like all these things mm. like real subjects, but exercise has been that thing that they've held onto. And so it started with that really, it was sharing those stories and, um, like you say, it's kind of escalated a little bit. I've used Russell Martin because he's, he's honestly the most dedicated and professional man I've ever met in my life, um, but also had his own struggles growing up. So I wanted to share his story to inspire people of how to live their life, really. Um, and also Matt Bloomfield, who is like Mr. Yeah. Wickham Wonders, and <laughs> his sort of dedication and professionalism and the way he looks after himself. So it's kind of escalated to people outside of fit life as well, but mm. I love it. I love talking to people. I love getting inspired by them and it's great. So what, what kind of uh, like stories have you had on, on the podcast? 
you know, obviously um, you've had people the that survive one, breast cancer. Yeah. yeah, the latest one was another cancer one. It sounds really doom and gloom, but these are all like positive, mm. uplifting stories. Um, so incredibly, I met a guy who actually was a software provider for FitLife. So we were using a software provider and he worked for them. So I got really friendly with him because he was like our rep almost, if you know what I mean. Mm. Anyway, um, he same exact same age as me, really healthy, really fit. Got diagnosed with bowel cancer last year. Jesus, uh, like really, really bad as well. He, he got given a less than one percent chance of surviving. Crazy, Jesus. And so I did a podcast with him as he was going through chemotherapy last year. Um, but his mate, his mindset is ridiculous, and and really? it's not front. It, he was like. So he, the doctor said to him, you've got less than 1% chance of this being operable. So the tumor was that big in his bowel. And he said, those stats are based on everyone else. They're not based on me. And that was his mindset towards it. So like, I hear what you're saying and I respect what you're saying, but like this, it sounds like he's being arrogant. He's not, he's no. just no. got this attitude of like, I won't let this be me. And he went into this, he went into all the alternative therapies, everything like that. He was controlling yeah. his food, his sleep, when he ate, everything. And he got given the all clear in January. So we did a follow-up. So within a year, he, he got the all clear. It was insane. Um, so that is, was the is latest that one, one of your latest ones, isn't it? Is that one of your latest? One out, that one came out on Friday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard a, heard a little bit from it. The guy just sounds like... That, that life's everything in, you know, he, he sort of, I don't, I don't know what's the best way to put it, um, that he loves life as such yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? Like, because obviously yeah, he had that appreciation, that, to life. Yeah, appreciation wow. of life is just, yeah. the, the way he, the way you could just hear it in his voice was, yeah, yeah. was fantastic. Um, that, yeah, so that's, that, that's pretty incredible. That's, so that, that, that was one of my favourite ones actually we've ever done, like this one, because obviously it's a positive outcome. He's been given the order. Yeah. Um, and also the takeaways you can have in from that are incredible. Like his, his uh, thing he said is, um, if it's if it's if it will make one percent difference, it's a hundred percent worth it. That was everything he was saying. So all of it, he was like meditating, he was doing cold water therapy, he was like all these tiny things mm. that might give him a one percent marginal gain. He was all in on because that's all he could control. So it was all about controlling controllables. And you can relate that into your life. You know, you don't have to be fighting for your life through cancer to have to apply those rules. Um, and then the one that comes out on Friday is Matt Bloomfield. So there's yeah. a big diversity around yeah. it. You know, he's a professional footballer. And we just speak about his mindset, his dedication to the game, how he, how he stays hungry and motivated, even though he's been at the same club for X amount of years. So that's an interesting listen. Um, and then the one after that, we've got a yoga teacher who talks about a bit more spiritual stuff. So the massive diverse, yeah. they, all, they all do link to exercise, but equally they all link to mindset. And the takeaway hopefully is you, you get a bit more motivated to do things that you want to do in your life. I think that's a big subject right now is the whole sort of your mind and mindset yeah. and, and, you know, people are massively struggling and with lockdown. I mean, I mean, I, I've had it, you know, there's people who are a lot worse than me. I've worked from home since last March 
Like, so I've seen these four walls for a year now. Like, we're yeah. trying, it was, I was trying to get out, but it's just, it, it it's people will go, that's not hard, but it, it is hard because yeah. you're not doing what you used to do. There's times where you got, you know, weekends, you always do. I, I walk every weekend now with my little one. We have to get, I have to get her out of the house because, you know, it's so good for you. And every time I come back, I feel like a different person because that fresh yeah. air and stuff like that. But, but mindset is something that people have struggled with. And, um, you know, my, I probably come into that category a little bit. And I think because you're, you did something, I think, I think it was today, actually, you, had, I think you did a 24k run. Am I right? At your gym? Right. So you said beforehand, or it might've been before or after, but you went before and you go, I haven't felt like doing this. Yeah. But I know I have to do this. Yeah. And once I have, once I'm a mile into it or whatever, okay, one kilometer into it. Yeah. I'll feel great. And he's, you were saying it's about that getting off your backside and just doing it. Now, yeah. everyone says the same thing. Once they started doing the exercise and finished the exercise, you feel, great, yeah. you feel a different person. Yeah. And I, I'll 1000% agree with that. Yeah. It's that. It is literally that fine line from doing it, starting it, and finishing yeah. it. Yeah. And once you start it, you're going to finish it. So it doesn't matter. Even if you don't complete your objective of getting to 5K with a run, yeah. you may run 3K and then walk the 2K. You've still done your exercise. You've still done a part of it and you just grow on from that. But I think I sometimes come into that category of, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's what would you say to people that do that? Because there's thousands of people that do that. That's the biggest for me, and that's probably the biggest thing for you. I'll go to the gym tomorrow. Yeah, you don't go. Um, pull it off for next week. Start next few week. Directions that you can go in for this. I mean, a there has to be a level of priority to it, right? So one, you're recognizing. So Jam, you're recognizing the fact that. A, you know you should do it because it, it makes you feel better. Um, and B, there's, there's a barrier there. Like there's a barrier of you like wanting to step into that exercise frame of mind, right? But exercise can become a habit, right? And just like smoking can become a habit, just like eating junk food can become, like all these things. Mm -hmm. So you have to make it um as accessible as possible and as easy for you to do right so if if you tomorrow are going to wake up and go or or tomorrow intentionally you you will say to yourself i'm going to go for a 5k run tomorrow okay but something will happen between now and then that will make you not go for that run so you have to literally the best thing you can do tomorrow if you want to go for five, put your running trainers by the front door you have to step over those running trainers put your kit out your running kit out make it as obvious as possible so it's unavoidable it's actually harder for you to avoid it than it is not that's the first thing um but the other thing is actually scheduling it into your day so this is what i do which is why it i said at 11 o'clock if you re, if you watch that instagram post yeah. it said i've got a 24k run at 11 o'clock today that is what i say right just as the same i would say I'm recording a podcast tonight at eight o'clock. It's like scheduling it in my mind, right? As an appointment, as like a thing that I have to do in my day, just like it is, I have to, you know, I've got a, a really important work meeting at two o'clock. 
that's how I treat it as an appointment in my day, right? And you're not going to not, you wouldn't have not shown up at eight o'clock today for this podcast because you had it in your diary. It's important to you. It's important to me. It's important. And, and it happened, right? And that's, that's the kind of way that I try to get people to think about exercise is mm. it needs to become part of your day, just like it needs to become your work meeting, your podcast, whatever it is. So there's two things, mate. Make it as obvious as possible and as hard to ignore as possible, but also schedule it. Because you'll still have the moments, mate. It's unavoidable. The moments of I can't be bothered are unavoidable. Yeah. There's unfortunately no magic pill that you can take that will switch that. But what you can switch is your decision-making process that will lead to that. So those are the two best things I'd say that you can do. Okay. That was meant for the universal to... thing <laughs> and everyone else as well. So, but no, I could feel you talking to me. <laughs> but no, I you answered. I felt it. Honestly, Rich, this is what I'm on about, right? Because yeah. Steve does this on a daily basis, okay? Intentionally or unintentionally, okay? I assume it's intentionally to get the word out there. But this is what I hear and this is what I wanted like Steve to talk about as well as football because I think it's going to hit so many people as well yeah, I agree. and, and they there will be people out there who potentially feel a the same as me and be the same as someone else down the road or whatever la, la, la. um yeah, yeah exactly so yeah no I just I just it, if you Steve if you've got three say you've got three points for someone's mindset for someone's um uh uh, maybe starting a routine and obviously like setting goals what what yeah. would you say to that that those kind of three steps of what would you what would you do and we'll end on that the very first thing people should do is write a list of priorities in their life so um that was a game changer for me so like most people's priorities i mean yours jam is going to be a family um mm -hmm. Rich, I don't know if you've got family, but it's, you know, one of those things like most people would put that as number one. And honestly, if health isn't in your top three, especially after we've gone through COVID, right? If your health isn't in your top three, then you need to have a look because if you take your health away, you're no good to your family. You're no good to your work. You're no good to anyone if you don't have your health, right? And you're only ever going to react to that if it's taken away or you've got a great opportunity to, to take action now, right? So if you, if you want to talk about mindset, the first thing you do is write down your priorities, all right? And don't just write health for the sake of health. Just understand that it's so important to your life and to your family's life. Um, what was the other ones? So that's motivation. Uh, setting yourself a routine, I suppose, that comes down. Make it so as simple kind of a, yeah. possible. Yeah, routine, right. You can literally overcomplicate exercise so much that it becomes so overwhelming that you will never do it. The best workout that you do is the one that you do, right? So whether that's a walk, whether that's a run, whether that's 10 squats with a minute's rest 10 times, whatever it is, you do not want to overcomplicate, especially if you're a beginner. Like, please do not go and pay... 200 pounds to get the most beautifully written program because it will overwhelm you and you won't do it. Just go and do whatever you feel like doing to start the workout. Cause once you're into it, 
it's not necessarily about physical gains, about mental gains, which we just discussed. So yeah, as simple as possible is the best one. And then setting goals. Yeah. Yeah, goal setting is like a whole, you know, you can do degrees on goal setting, but um, like for me, there's short, there's short-term goals, there's medium-term goals, there's long-term goals. Like, like I have a 10-year goal that I want to do, right? Physically, so for fitness, I'm talking about. And then because I have that goal, I know what I want to be able to achieve in 10 years' time. I'm able to scale that right back to like what I need to do tomorrow to get there. And so I want to do the, a Norseman Ironman, which is like the hardest Ironman in the world, in Norway, in, 20, in 2030. And you have to qualify for it. There's only 300 runners every, oh, yeah. every year, right? So it's not saying you can just go and like sign up for online. And so, okay, the first thing I need to do is run an Ironman or do an Ironman, right? Which is as a, as a 22.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike and a marathon, which is what I'm training for now, okay? So I'm like, right, and the 2nd of June, I'm doing an Ironman, which is the first time I've ever done an Ironman, to see how I am, to see what I need to improve, to see what event I can then enter. I'm not entering an event. I'm just doing it off my own back to basically understand where I'm at. Okay, so what do I need to do today? I need to run 24 kilometers today, like because that's the next stage in my program to be able to get me to there, to be able to get me to there, to be able to get me there. So I think goal setting is really important to have where do I want to be in 10 years time? What do I want to look like in 10 years time? Do I want to be able to run around with my kids in 10 years time? Do I want to run a marathon in 10 years time? And then you can scale it all back from there and it becomes a little bit easier to understand what you need to do tomorrow to, to help you do that. Brilliant. Uh, you had my eyes like completely in the zone then when you're talking (laughs) and honestly no steve but you do have that effect on people and i'm not it's weird because obviously we know each other so i'm not blowing smoke up your ass or anything but you do have that effect on people and there is certain people that have such good motivation skills Mm. and stuff like that and i'd say you're one of them i mean you know and what a great uh thing to have for a gym owner like Mm. you said there's people out there that's literally use it as a money-making scheme and couldn't give a fuck if you did what you did if you as long as you pay 12 months as an overweight man as an overweight man on this yeah so many gyms just want you in and then they just forget about you once once you've joined once but once they've got that direct debit instruction bang it it, it's almost like you don't exist um so this is the thing right is that um it really is sad, but you pay for what you get, right? So you can actually go and join a gym for, for five quid a month, 10 pound a month, right? But you, there'll be nothing. All you're doing is hiring the equipment that is in their mm. facility. And so that's fine. If you're really motivated, Rich, mm. if, you, if you don't need any help and you're like, I know exactly what I'm doing, mm. exactly what to do, when I'm going to go, 10 pound a month is going to, you're fine. You know, we're not even that expensive. We charge like 50 quid a month, right? But mm. we, our highest, our top KPI every month is how many active members do we have? So that's our number one KPI, which is what percentage of our membership base has come this month. And for us, we want that to be as high as possible for the 
budget gyms, they want that to be as low as possible because it mm. means they can just keep stacking up those memberships. Ah. Their kit is getting used. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas us, we like, right, Rich hasn't come this month. How can we make him come? We can't make you come, Rich. Like, there's nothing mm. we can do to make you come, but we can incentivize you to come. And we can send you a message and say, yeah, Rich, we've noticed you haven't come. I like, hope everything's all right, mate. If you, um, next time you come in, you get a free shake on us. Like, so we set, there's automated emails that we have that come out like that. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't, people might listen to this now, just want free shakes, but. <laughs> and they are bloody good shakes, by the way. If I'm you gonna... haven't come in for like 42 days, then yeah, of course, we're going to give you a shake if you come back. Mm. But then we also have, um, you know, a list, a printout list of people that haven't come in for X amount of time that we'll like, physically get in contact with. Mm. So, and, and we're lucky because we're not a big gym, right? It would be very right. difficult to do, operate that on a, on a scale of like 3,000 members. We've got like 500 members, so it's easier for, for us to keep, keep mm. the finger on the buzzer with that. But yeah, I would say like generally speaking, and this isn't a rule across the board, but you know, unless you're a highly motivated person, if you're paying 10 pound for your gym membership, I wouldn't expect anything other than just being able to go in there. There won't mm. even be anyone on the desk, but right. just go in there and use the kit. Yeah. When are you back open, Steve? <laughs> 12th, 12th of April, April isn't it? Well, yeah, 12th, we, we open on the 12th of April. We're, we're actually allowed to start outdoor classes on the 29th of March. So we're starting our outdoor sort of boot camp sessions on the 29th of March, but we're, we're officially back open on the 12th not allowed to run indoor group exercise is a big thing we do. Like um, mm. we've got two studios now, spin studio and a normal sort of um, multifunctional studio, but we also have a great gym that Jam used to come to and we'll be back out soon. So that's open on 12th and then group exercise is allowed to commence indoors again from the 17th of May. Good stuff. Is there a, from the 12th of April, is there a limit on the number of people you can have in? Yeah. Yeah, so we're we cap we we actually could allow twenty people in our gym, um, but Jam would vouch that would feel quite busy. Um, yeah, but based on you, you, there's calculations you run on square footage, so people per square footage. We're allowed twenty. We cap it at twelve, so we have twelve people per hour. You have to book your hour slot. We've got our own app. Um, and it's just the most easy thing to use in the world. You mm. just have the app and you book your gym slot um, and then you show up, yeah. Which actually is a brilliant thing that we're never going to get rid of, by the way, because no, when, I agree, I you, I... when I said about scheduling your gym slot mm. or scheduling your workout, if you now have to do that because of COVID, we introduced that. So many people are more likely to show up if they book it the day before. Mm. So Jam, if you wanted to come to the gym tomorrow or Rich at midday and you book it, physically book it on your phone, it jumps into your calendar yeah. and then it's there. You're less likely to, to not show up. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Mm. I suppose that's one positive from uh, yeah. this pandemic yeah. for you for you guys in terms of that. And I, I yeah, uh, that that's something I was doing when gyms were open at my other gym was having to book in. But the only problem is because that's a gym that is... Uh, like what we call a commercial gym, I suppose, where it has several locations. The app wasn't very good. Right. So again, that was another thing for me to go. We've, we've changed oh, this is fucking annoying. Yeah, we've changed ours because ours wasn't very good either. So we have, <laughs> uh, 
Well, no. We, so the guy that I interviewed with the um, the podcast, yeah, um, they were our software provider, and they were really good until COVID happened, where you were having to have like squeaky clean booking functions and everything like that. And theirs just wasn't that great. Um, and so we switched in the end, which yeah. um, has been amazing because we've got our own branded app now, and it's we've got much more control over it, which is good. Brilliant. So, yeah, there's been a few positives. I think we'll leave it there. Um, Brilliant chat. Brilliant nah, chat. I, that's just so good. All right. Last one. <sighs> so, yeah. Cheers, Steve. Thanks, bud. Cheers, Steve. Thanks, mate. What a brilliant story. Um, yeah. Interesting to speak to someone who has gone through the highs of football, winning, you know, winning, winning playoff finals, um, earning good money. I, I, you know, I love the honesty, how he was talking about that. Um, and then amazing to, to, to have someone playing like, like an eight year professional career to then just fall out of the game. Um, mm. But now he's doing something he loves. And what an interesting story for, 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 all, the, for all these footballers out there. You, um, there is a life after football. There has to be. Um, and he seems far more happier now than he was when he was playing. And, and, and that's yeah. all that matters. That, that's all that matters. I think it goes back to, um, obviously, when you're a kid, and, and obviously when Steve was a kid, he, you know, his, his old man would, would you know, uh, encourage him to, to, to keep going in football. And, and, and Steve loved it, you know, going to all these clubs, playing football. Um, you know, had a very good youth set up career. Uh, Oxford, Wickham, um, and then got into what we would call real football and moved into, you know, playing serious men's football where where serious money could be made. Um, and you know, we we just the highs and lows it's gone through, and the really interesting stories and the the. Again, it goes back to that what what we spoke to Jamie about in the second episode of like being on such a high and all of a sudden the rug gets pulled beneath you mm. and you're back to square one. Mm. And you either go again or you don't. And there's so many, there's thousands of footballers out there that do that. So many fans or other people that watch the game, they don't realise the that this stuff goes on. Like, for example, when 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 that contract was just pulled away from him at Gillingham, he's he's still got a house to pay for. He's still got bills to pay. Uh, even as even the pro footballer, and even at that level, they're not earning money, which makes them um, sort of like. They aren't protected from every issues that mm. everyone else have. They are, you know, they have mortgage or they have rent, they have bills to pay and things like that. And um, I think a lot of fans tend to forget that. I myself, you you know, you're in the stand watching the game and you kind of forget that they are just human beings. They are mm. normal human beings just doing their job. They have they have happy times. They have sad times. They get depressed. They have mental health issues. They're they're the same as us. That mm. they're just privileged to have that 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 sort of ability, which is 
which has took them to where they are. Yeah, and I mean, he had some mad stories as well about, you know, and, and you know, Steve spoke so honestly with us. And, you know, I mean, one of the reasons Steve wanted to come on is because he doesn't talk a huge amount about his football career. You know, he has a, uh, a family and a, a superb business um, that he clearly loves, like, like we spoke about in part two. Mm. Um, and, you know, let's go on to that because I said to you prior, I said, I said, Rich, you know, you're going to get, you're going to take something away from this one, mate. Personally, I, yeah. you know, like I said, I know Steve, I know, you know, I follow him on social media as well because obviously A, because I know him and B, because I absolutely want to because of the stuff that he produces on social media. Mm. Um, and I'm not just saying it, Jambo. I instantly felt motivated. Yeah, that's what he does. If, if I've... I've never had that from a gym I've been a member of before. And if I'm if I'm a member of some of, of a gym that's got that embedded into its culture, I think that would help me massively. Um, mm. And that's something I will definitely be speaking to Steve about. Uh, yeah, look, you can absolutely tell that he's... It's weird. He's had, like, the career that most lads think about dream of yeah dream of. dream of okay he's had that he's done that part of his life mm. and he is now doing in his words what he was meant to do mm. what a brilliant life story yeah fantastic which is why when he speaks i will listen mm. and you know it's kind of it's like a second coming do you know what I mean? Him. Like yeah. for him, yeah. it, 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 and you know, when he gives out that advice, it's from a place, and it's from it's from his heart. It's not mm. he's not thinking about money. No, when he's talking about with his lifestyle and the fitness and stuff like that and the gym, it's not about money. Mm. And he said that from the off. He said from the very first PT session he put on, it was all about people and how fitness needs to be a priority in your life yeah um not just physically but mentally mm. um uh, yeah and i, I just I, uh, we were both completely glued yeah i mean, I mean if, if we, we can get a still of of, of the video at one point <laughs> Our faces dropped many times. There was two moments in it. The one where he's talking about Mad Dog taking his clothes off. <laughs> because my my chin was on the floor when yeah. that was going on. So was yours. Yeah. And then right at the end. That's where really incredible. People who know me will, will, will tell you this. My attention span is awful. You're, you're probably... <laughs> <laughs> Let me up on this. I know my boss certainly does. My attention span is 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 ridiculous. I was glued. Mm. I was glued because when someone talks so passionately, so intellectually, mm. and with a purpose, um, that's a hell of a motivator. Yeah, yeah. That it's just so hard know, not to listen, isn't it? 
Yeah. You're never going to argue with it. No. Because everything he's absolutely said, everything that he said. Spot on. It's spot on. Mm. You can't argue with it. No. That, you know, we're all naysayers when, like, like we say, like, oh, I'll, I'll do something tomorrow. Or, and stuff like that. You can't argue with it. You can't argue, argue with that logic. No. Um, and, and it, you know, as much as he's bringing, putting it across, this is what you need to do. Mm. It's sort of self-help. It sort of makes mm. your mind go, hang on. Oh, he's, he's fucking right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Switch on. I so hope... he's only telling you what you should already know. Mm. Which it's is like, what, yeah. It's like a reality, isn't it? It's, uh, it just brings yeah, it yeah, home. Yeah. And, uh, I just really hope all the listeners listening to this yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can sort of feel what we felt in that last mm. hour and 45 minutes, whatever it was. It was, it was brilliant. Um, and yeah, I know I'm going to, I've taken lots from it. Um, and I will be having a conversation with him. So, yeah. Well, what what I would say to anyone, and, and Steve won't mind me saying this, go and follow him on Instagram. You know, he's a public profile. You can go and see him and, and hear what he's got to say. There's snippets from his podcast. So, Instagram, Steve is fitlife.steve. Okay. His podcast is the Fit Life Podcast. You can get it from everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcast. So it's called the Fit Life Podcast. Obviously, a phenomenal story of of the, the, the lad that had bowel cancer with 1% chance of mm. recovery. And again, it goes back to mental. And mental blocks or, or mental positivity. Yeah, I'm not ashamed to admit this. That sometimes with um, uh, struggle to sleep, or um, maybe suffer a bit of anxiety and thoughts going through your head, mm. and it generally is at the end of the day, because we're probably looking back, going, "What could I have done, or what could I have done better, or mm. or something like that." And I get a little bit of anxiety in my head, going, oh, "What a wasted day." Um, and a lot, you know, there's some things that I've sort of learned. I was meant to speak to Steve about it. Um, I do sometimes do a touch of calming med- meditation, not meditation with like a like a mantra and stuff like that, but but more listening to someone talking to you. So there's an app, Headspace app, um, and and sometimes if I need to get to sleep, I'll pop my earphones in or or whatever. I don't, don't <laughs> recommend doing that. Um, or, or put it on loud, and, it, and it's literally a five minutes of releasing your thoughts without you having to do it. Um, and another thing I learned is writing down all your thoughts before you go to bed. Mm. Um, so they're sort of out there, you know, just have a pad by your bed and, and write down. I mean, we're, we're now going into sort of sleep, um, but but it, it all works the same thing. Like, um, another thing I started doing is writing three goals for the day um, and and um, just making sure that those three goals get done. Mm. And the one I never do is the fitness. Mm. I never put, do a 20-minute 
hit session or whatever. So, you know, as soon as you like listen to someone like Steve and, and those sort of words of wisdom and motivation, you can't not listen, like you say, and you no. can't not switch off from it. And No, you're just drawn in. You're just drawn in and you, you're just... You just sort of almost like besotted by it. You just listen and you, you mm. you're trying to soak in every word. And uh, what a fantastic guest! First daily for Steve, and Steve will do that daily with these sort of things. And he will go it from his own personal experience, like he was saying with the 24k that mm. he'd set for 11 o'clock. And then on the next clip, it's like, I don't want to be here, mm. or I'm or. I'm not feeling like I want to be here today. Not that he doesn't know that he doesn't want to be there. I'm not feeling like I want to start this today, but I know when I start it, I'll finish it. I know a mile in I'm doing the right thing. Mm. I know that yes, well done for starting it. And then at the end, well done for completing it because everyone knows that exercise right at the end of exercise is one of the best hits you can get. You feel absolutely knackered, but it's like, I suppose it's like fixing a tap on your own. That sense of achievement at the yeah. end. Uh, I know it's such a strange analogy, but you know, <laughs> when you do something in your house or yourself or whatever, and you fix something, you go, oh, bloody hell, I've just done that myself. Mm. And I get that at the end of a fitness session, but it is that mental barrier. Mm. That, that hurdle. That hurdle that start line mm. that I think is possibly, and Steve can disagree or agree on this, the biggest issue with um, people exercising and people trying to get fit. I agree 100%. Yeah. So it's all up there, isn't it? Yeah. You can't not do it. Like I said to you, if I'm struggling some days to do a 5K, I'll do two, two and a half, mm. and I'll walk the rest. I'm not going to turn around and come back home. All right, that would still be 5K. <laughs> but I'll still complete the route that I originally had, and I'll walk yeah. it because I'm still doing that exercise. Mm. Whack on a podcast. Whack on our podcast. You know, a lot, a lot of them are lasting over an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and just complete what you're doing because that's what you set out to do. doesn't mean you're not – doesn't mean you can't do, finish the run. Walk, walk the rest of it. Mm. No shame in that. You're still exercising. Yeah, spot on. And it's, you know, it's just carrying it on. But we'll leave it there, mate. Another brilliant two-parter. Um, yeah, fantastic. Which we never set out to do, Rich, did we, the two-parter? No. We, it was meant to be a one-part, but... There's just so much great content. Um, it, 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 there was so much. We didn't want to leave it as one because, you know, it can get a bit heavy, can't it? So we, mm. we, we left it at two and it was never going intentionally meant to be a two-parter. But no. like you say... I didn't want to leave anything out. No, no, not a word. And and I'm, I'm, there's probably people going, bloody hell, I'm glad you didn't. Mm, um, no, I agree. So, yeah, we'll leave it there, mate. Until and, next time. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you on the next time on the Hitting the Areas podcast. Cheers, Jambo. Cheers, bud.